started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm secretly recording us behind the back. Playing with the dog. Yes, it's Saturday and it's such a sunny day. And it's never it's sunny on the weekends. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it at the same time. It's worth it. Nice and warm. Oh, I woke up at oh, 20 past seven this morning, I reckon, to like a cement mixer just staring out the front of my house. So do that oh, on a weekend as well. Yeah, the brick, the people that are doing the bricks are there today. Oh, my and God. it's going to be going on all weekend and they still haven't done the windows. So well, Honestly, I'd be putting in the biggest complaint if I were you. <laughs> I know. It's, that pissed me off so much. I, I wouldn't mind free rent while it's being done. <laughs> it can come in handy right now too when I'm saving. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, but if I put the suggestion forward, then do I taint my relationship with the real estate? Oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would. Oh, well, at least at the end of the day, it'll be warmer for us so and whatnot. But the kind of like path into getting it all done is just really irritating and I don't have time for it. No. No, at least you work most of the time anyway, yeah. so you're not having to be there around it. Exactly. But... My poor cat. Poor <laughs> Presley. <laughs> there all day. Yes, you can't even take him anywhere to... um. Yeah, to get her out of the house, yeah. get her away from the noise. Like, I always cool. instinctively go him. Everyone Every, does. It, like, <laughs> it's not even... But it's not just Presley. I do it to everything. I'm just like him. I don't know why. That dog is a boy. Marley. <laughs> <laughs> you little man. <laughs> We've got um, Shania's dog, Marley, here in presence today. She's our guest speaker. <laughs> She's going to talk about her, her experience with her little dog body. Oh, and <laughs> just over the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is the earliest I think either of us have ever recorded. Yeah. And we're, <laughs> we're a bit... Still waking. <laughs> I woke up at 6.30 because of Charlotte and I kind of wanted to... You know when you... Just lay in bed and you think you've slept, but you just can't. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. And then I'll go drive to Hobart this afternoon. It's, That's the it's life. rough. <laughs> Not much to look at all it's along all right. the Midlands. stop it off at Campbell, Campbelltown. Yes. Grab myself a subway or Oh, nice. A, or how, a bike. how good is drive through subway? It is, but they're mm. really slow there sometimes. Yeah. It's about whether I feel like if, like, if Charlotte was asleep, I probably would go through drive through, but most of the time, Cameron has to pee. <laughs> I bet you, what is, I don't know if anyone else's partners, but what is with guys and small bladders? I feel this on an oh, emotional level. My God. <laughs> because, like, you'll be somewhere and there'll be somewhere like, you know, you can do your wee now on this long journey, but you know what? No, five minutes down the road, we're going to need to and there's no more stops for a while. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Cameron would be like, oh, also I need to pee. I'm like, like oh, I get all angry. Like, yeah, no surprise. Of course you do. <laughs> Stop drinking so much water then on a car trip. <laughs> I can go, I, I could go on a car trip four hours without peeing. Like, I can, yeah. I can hold it. And I'm I've given same. birth. Like, I, have, <laughs> I don't have much support down there. <laughs> I don't have much support. <laughs> if, I, if I laugh, I pee a little bit. <laughs> I used to. I'm, I'm better now. <laughs> Pelvic floor on, on track. Oh, it's so funny though. Oh, well, not funny, but people are like, oh, you've been doing your pelvic floor exercises. I'm like, do I look like someone who does more exercises? <laughs> so, like, then it's your own fault. I'm like, yeah, you know what it is. I will take the blame, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> no. Oh, I remember they made us do pelvic floor exercises when I was in grade eight. They're so hard. I. Like, it's so hard because it's like 
you need to hold like kind of like what you how when you're trying to stop yourself from doing your fart yeah i'm like but how do i know like i do that instinctively i don't think you know what i'm gonna hold this fart if i need fat i'm gonna fart (laughs) (laughs) oh dear they made you do pelvic flakes on grade a i never heard of them till i gave them i know i know i just thought it was weird they got us all to sit down in a circle and do them together (laughs) and i'm like to do what what No, no one had ever heard of it, but I don't know. I suppose we'll thank ourselves later for being taught <laughs> to do that at the age of thirteen and fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, this hood over my head, and it, I have this like the word compulsion to compulsion, compulsion to um, quote the Star Wars. I am descended. <laughs> <laughs> I see it so much. I'm like, yeah. you're like, I have a hood on. <laughs> I bought you that dressing gown. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I have this one and the blue one. Yeah. It's really nice, actually. I wear it most of the time, so thanks. I live for dressing gowns. Cameron's like, oh, I want a dressing gown. I'm like, go buy yourself one. <laughs> Not your oh, mother. Well, Father's Day's in September. <laughs> That's what I said. He goes, oh, so far away. <laughs> oh, well, it'll be worth the wait then. I want an Udi. Mm. I bought my sister one and I was like, oh no, I won't get one no, for got me too. And things on it which look so cool. I know. I, I'm stuck between the garlic bread, the corgi and the unicorns. Oh, corgi. And the sloths, I think. I don't corgi would be cool. Yeah, cor- I like corgis. Yeah, I think there's like a penguin one I think would be cool. Yeah. Because you're from oh. the penguin? Yeah, mainly. If <laughs> <laughs> you heard that, that was a dog, not a, not a small child. It wasn't a little penguin from Penguin. <laughs> Marley the penguin dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, <laughs> I was um I was con- I've continued to watch my um my show of Wonder Hill and I, was, I reckon I was watching for five hours straight the other day and Cameron was like he goes oh you watch for five hours straight and I said Cameron I used to watch this stuff for eight hours straight <laughs> five hours <laughs> nothing <laughs> it's not even a full school day mate no. like, <laughs> <laughs> let me live my best life. <laughs> I just let you. I bring Charlotte the other day. I was getting so attached because it was this really good storyline going, and usually I feed Charlotte out in the kitchen, but it was just so good I couldn't stop watching. So I brought Charlotte in here with a chair, and he was feeding her while watching. She she was she was intrigued with it as well. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is a different uh, area where I normally eat my meal. This is a play school. <laughs> while Mom, someone's getting murdered. <laughs> Mum, what happened to Bluey? <laughs> Oh my gosh! I mean, I was actually there was a there's another podcast I follow which is um, Life Uncut with Brittany and Laura. So shout out to that podcast so you don't feel like we're stealing from them. But um, thanks to people who didn't realize Bluey was a girl. Oh really? Yeah. Well, she got Bluey. She's a blue healer dog. Yeah. So people just assume because it was blue, it was a boy. But that just goes to show how like how um, <laughs> driven into us those gender roles are from like, yeah. such a young age. And colours. Remember boy colours and girl colours when you're a kid. Like how ridiculous. I've, Charlotte is at the moment wearing grey, blue, and like green. I think. Yeah, I'm so glad that like because I know I had a bike and it was my brother's old bike. And because it was red, I got picked on for having a boy colour bike. And I'm like, that's not even a thing. Like, back then. Real speed, bitch. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've got my trike at home, and that one's pink with little streamers on the handle. So. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Were you jealous of, like, everyone that had a basket on their bike? Yeah. I was. I always wanted. Even there's, at Kmart, there's, like, these adult versions yes. of bikes and it's like that blue vintage one yep it's teal i've I always want wanted it <laughs> mm-hmm. i told nathan that for my birthday i would like a bike 
<laughs> because Do you think you're joking? Oh, I, I, <laughs> Marley, um, I think that he might have thought I was joking at first. And he's like, but would you use it? And I'm like, yes. But I mean, <laughs> I always say that. <laughs> Sorry, I just a fucking Nathan. That it made me think of um, Angry Boys. Oh, Nathan! <laughs> I would have hated to be Nathan in like high school. When that when came, that came out. out. <laughs> oh, the worst. Mum, Nathan's just pissed on me. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh well, actually, I work in the hearing industry, and because Nathan, the character, was deaf, mm. I think it was in the We Can Be Heroes um, yes. season that they had. They spoke about doing a eardrum transplant, and I'm like, there, like face palming. I'm like, that is not a thing. <laughs> you cannot get an an eardrum is a thin layer of skin. I think that's <laughs> why it was the, oh my god, the piss out. Take the I know, out. but if I had to listened to that back then, I would have been like, oh wow. Like, yeah, well, okay. I thought it was a thing until you just mentioned it. Then. Now I feel like a complete dickhead. Yes, no, it's it's not a thing. <laughs> eardrum transplants, no. The only kind of like surgery, I suppose, that you can kind of have on your ear to bring your hearing back is a cochlear implant. I'm going to nod my head like, yeah, I know all that is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, this episode, actually, I mean, that's kind of relatable. Yeah. Stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> talk about body issues stuff. So this isn't, I I don't know about you, but I don't think this just, damn it, I said um. <laughs> so every time I say um, I have to edit it. Oh. Anyway, that's about four times just then. Actually, do you remember in school when you learned to do public speaking and whatnot? And it was always that you can't use the word um. Oh, you had to, there was a game. That you had 30 seconds or a minute to talk about something, and if you said, um, you were out. Like, you stopped. Well, we did that in grade 7. It was like in our literacy class. <laughs> I actually think we did that too, and I remember one person got up, and just as they were about to start, they go, um... <laughs> <laughs> Why do we even say it? Anyway, sorry, carry on. Some people say that, and there's other words other people say, like, like. Yes. You said oh. like, or... Yeah, however, I, there's so many different ways people say, oh, oh but, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mine last week, there was a word that I kept saying when I listened to it back, and I'm like, stop saying that. It was like, I can't remember what it was. It was, I, I'll think of it, because no doubt I'll bloody say it again, and plenty of times. <laughs> anyway, but, oh, there it is. <laughs> even mum pointed it out when I was listening to the podcast with her. She's like, you like that word, don't you? <laughs> I was like, Throwing shade, Kaz. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're talking about body issues, and this, I think this also stems to your hair, closure wear, yeah. stuff like that. So, it's not just your just physical body pieces, your skin. It's not just your skin. Isn't, it's just body image as a whole. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, the, that's the word. <laughs> you beat the way around the bush there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, so body image is what we will be talking about. Um, but as you, you were right. <laughs> Actually, that's... Cameron says Basically. you do the you do the no. You have the holy he calls it the holy trinity. Yeah, but um <laughs> yeah, but um oh, oh my god. Oh, um but yeah. Um but yeah. <laughs> he said that's your holy trinity. <laughs> oh look I'm happy to wear that badge. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, what were we saying? Body um <laughs> Body image, it can be very versatile. It's not just, you know, not feeling comfortable in your own skin. It can be a sudden change that you've gone through that is, you know. Impacted you physically and mentally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just staring like, Like, are you going to (laughs) go? So, I'll 
<laughs> Rihanna and I, like, I think we both admit we're not the smallest people ever. <laughs> no, not by any means. But I used to be very, very, very slim. And I was when I was tall. <laughs> In grade six and seven, I was tall. And then I stopped growing and everyone else started growing. And then my body, then I was still eating the same as I was when I was growing. Yeah. So then my body's like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> No, when I, well, if, I guess if I put it back to this, because I have my whole journey that I've had that's really affected me yeah, yes. and my body image and it's been pretty shitty. And unfortunately, I've actually met so many people who have related to it. Mm. And it's something that's also been in our family as well that we've all kind of can relate to it. So, oh gosh, when I was in about grade eight and so forth, I reckon I, I was about an, a size eight and had a... Nice bum, good thighs. <laughs> As all the boys used to yeah, say. Yep. <laughs> and I think uh, when I got to about grade nine, it was all fine. But I had a, I hurt my ankle. I actually hyperextended my ankle. <laughs> if anybody's listening that went to high school with me, they're going to roll their eyes like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had like a team building day at Aldina Forestry. And we were playing this game called uh, Commando Frisbee. So you throw the Frisbee, you have to run, and then the other grade would try and catch the grade. So my brother's only a year older than me. So everything in school, team building and stuff, we always I had to do it with Stuart as well because he was grade 10, I was grade 9. And I ran, I ran off for the Commando Frisbee, went up the hill, and I just fell. And I rolled down the hill, knocked down everyone behind me. And I got back up to keep going. And realise, oh shit, I have hurt myself. And I look at my foot and it was just like basically flopping there. But I didn't break it. I hyperextended my ankle. And the uh, road to recovery for that was rough. I, <laughs> I, it was There's so... an understatement. Oh, it was so bruised. Like I was yeah, on I crutches. how fat it was. Oh my yeah. God. I will post a photo if you want me to. <laughs> It was my toes wouldn't touch the ground we'll because we we'll put graphic warning. <laughs> we need to find out how to get that like content warning thing that goes over the top of it <laughs> before you reveal it. <laughs> so I after that I had to stop all sport, and at that time I was playing softball. I was training with the soccer team for Wynyard High. I know what the hell I was playing girls footy. I was doing just local netball. roster basketball and netball. So I remember you did it right before Penguin went to versus Wynyard football. Yep. Cause you couldn't play that game. Yep. And I was like, Oh, I was going to kill you. <laughs> it's like, I already just did that to my foot. So yeah, I, it was a really long recovery and I couldn't play sport for, I don't know, nearly four or so months you you couldn't but you you (laughs) four months I know it it has I never got back into it after that it it really cut me off from it because I don't I I don't have a reason why well I think I think I mean I can only have an opinion on it it's not I don't know what your mental state is with it but I find once you have a really awful injury you just mentally just think about like what if I do that and I hurt myself again because that when I do my ACL like I'm fully recovered now but there's just moments I'm like I can't do that because I'm it's gonna hurt I just I'm it's not it's so hard to get out of that mental thing like no you're perfectly fine now you can do what you did before but it's just that small 
slither that's like no that's gonna happen i remember i have a really dodgy ankle i think everyone everyone <laughs> can say they've got a dodgy ankle or knee or something mine both are but the right one is <laughs> yeah, worse my right one's terrible <laughs> actually the first time i ever did my ankle was i was in under 16s basketball <laughs> state champs um this was we'll go down the court to warm up <laughs> And I thought, you know, it would be really funny if I pretend to do a specky on one of my teammates who was our toll. I went to pretend to do it and I landed on her ankle when I did my ankle before I even started a warm up. <laughs> and here's the other team who's, because two of my good friends, I'm friends are now, played against that team and they saw me do this ankle. <laughs> Oh, that's that girl that speckied that chick and rolled her ankle in the first fucking warm up. <laughs> but I did play the rest of. I did go on the second half because there was a guy that um I had a huge crush on. He played with Bernie. Oh, I kind of was obsessed with. There him. was always a crush that played for Bernie. But they know who they are because someone told them in college that I was obsessed with them. I so, can't wait to ask after this episode who that was. Yes. <laughs> And so I was like, I was like, Shane, put me on. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but from there, I think I did my ankle maybe another four times. Like, it'd just take a, one little small side step and I'd just You're be gone. done. So now every time I see someone, if I jump up in the air, I'm so afraid to land on someone else's foot for my ankle and for my knee. Because when I first did my ACL, because I'd already done it and a surgery, I think it's a minimum of three month wait if you're not with private and so I was kind of like to camera I said look there's I can't do anything worse to it so I kept playing basketball and every now and then I'd do my I'd do my knee again but before I even found out I I think it was maybe a month or two months after I did my knee that I actually found out it was my ACL because well (laughs) I'm gonna be going off at the doctors here and physio I went to doctors and so I did a basketball training I changed directions and it went and it, I felt it in my calf, so I didn't even think it was my knee at all. And it was swollen for two weeks. Like, it was bad. And Your they, calf? I felt it in my... Oh. It felt like my calf. Oh. But it wasn't my... It was my knee. Ow! <laughs> and, I can feel this. And so I went to the doctors and they just said, oh, it's just really badly sprained. Oh, like, how be, many times have we heard that? You'll be that? fine in two weeks. And I'm like, sick, yeah. So two weeks went and my knee was like... It was... The swelling had gone down... I went to footy training, I jumped up a ball, someone handballed me the ball, it went too far over my head, so I jumped up, like, went to go back, and I landed, and, like, my knee hyperextended, and it full-on gave way again, and I was crying, because I'm like, it's happening again. (laughs) I'm I'm traumatising Rihanna here. (laughs) The knee going the wrong way. (laughs) And so then I I was crying, because I was like, this is happening again, like, why is I still doing this? Mm -hmm. And... I'd go to, and I was going to basketball train. I was going to basketball and would like, was scrimmage and I'd jump up and land on someone's leg and, or foot and my knee, I could feel my knee like going, no, yeah. this is bad. And like, yeah. someone like, you'll come. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's just hurting. Anyway, I talked to Ben, Cameron's brother and, and, <laughs> and I said, do you think, what do you think I should do? And he said, you should, you should probably go have an MRI scan just to be safe. So I went and had it. And found out my ACL. So from my doctor said it was a sprain. My physio was just rubbing, rubbing my leg just to like help me. Like he didn't even suspect because they did the they did the test to show how far I can stretch, but obviously it didn't show anything. So 
Yeah, and then once I found my ACL, I said to Cameron, I can't do much worse. So I continued to play basketball, and then I reckon every every one in two games or something, I'd give my knee would give way again. <sighs> there was this one game, I was in social roster, and I was playing against this girl that just basically stood still. Someone passed her the ball, and I went to cut it off, and she didn't move, so I instinctively was like oh god she's not moving like I didn't want to run into her so I had to quickly change my directions and my knee full on just went and I was on the ground Cameron's watching a po- listening to a podcast or watching a video looks at me and goes oh no I was injured again <laughs> and I was like oh shit it's actually bad but now I'm just so I'm so scared of feeling all that pain again because I and we were actually talking about this the breakup workout because yeah. I'd gotten really fit I was playing football and I was training with this basketball with women's basketball team and this was just before I met Cameron like I was getting that fit like oh I want to impress him and then this happened and I was so devastated because I was worked so hard to get to a spot that I'd been when I was at my peak athletic which we all were at grade seven (laughs) (laughs) I'd worked so hard and then this happened and then I just gained weight and I'm still working so hard to get back to that I'm going to the gym every day and it's just so mentally and physically exhausting trying to recover from something that your body isn't agreeing with you with. Oh, injuries are the worst. They are. And like, I completely agree with you on the fear of that you're going to do it again. Because every time I, I, I seriously think that's why I didn't want to get back into sport again. Cause I was scared that I was going to hurt it again because every like, especially in netball, a sport that's so harsh on your joints because mm. you're stopping and starting so much every time I'd put my foot down like to like catch the ball and pivot and so forth you I'd just you feel this pressure on your right ankle and the worst part about it was after every single game my foot would re-bruise the bruising would come back and I'm talking it went up my leg like it was up to my the shin you just there's a part of you that can't go that 100% because you're just so afraid of mm. hurting yourself again. So you're always going that 80 to 70, 80%. You're complacent, like, complacent. You're complacent in how you're playing, which also, I think, also hurts you mentally because you're like, I know I can do better than this. Yeah. I just physically can't. Yeah, like, my ankle still gives me grief. And when I... I'm thankful now that I have a car with cruise control. <laughs> but when I didn't, if I drove to Hobart, having yeah, my foot on the accelerator, tired. it would bruise again. And mm. it's like, come on, I did this when I was 14. Like and I'm arthritis on your <laughs> Literally. And it's like, I'm nearly 23 now. And my freaking ankle still hates me. But <laughs> so that was the start for me because I stopped doing sport as much as I was doing anyway. I still played sport until I was about 17. Um, but not. Did you as ever much. have to have surgery or anything? No. I no. when I had surgery on my knee, they gave me endone. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I've to the, I'm never having that again. I endone every time someone says, "Oh, I'm on endone," I just I in my head just remember me vomiting. Oh really? And then also it's strong. And also too much information gave me massive constipation. <laughs> I was in, I couldn't, I was... I just want to shit. Apart from labour, it was the worst pain I've ever felt. Like, I was in a leg splint thing. Like, I couldn't walk. I couldn't change size because of my knee. Like, every time I wanted to turn, I had to wake up fully, move my leg physically so I could turn and change positions. I had this 
I was still kind of sick from the endone, like I'd be vomiting. And then the endone also caused me to be constipated, which I was in so much pain because I needed to go, but I couldn't go. Yeah. And I reckon I was like that for four days. Bugger that. It was, it was the absolute, I couldn't do anything. I, I've never felt so much pain apart from labor. Oh, yeah. I, oh, it gives me like the whole experience just gives me night like nightmares. That's why I don't want to injure it again. Like mm. I'm, th- I think to myself, if I injure me and I'm not having surgery, <laughs> or they could just put me on some normal paracetamol. <laughs> oh, look, I'll take ibuprofen and paracetamol. Two hour interval will be fine. Oh, it's always, it's always <laughs> as well after like any hospital kind of visits, surgery or otherwise labour, birth, peeing straight after. I've read that. I've read that. That well, apparently touch your toes because it's going to be ridiculously painful. <laughs> well, after surgery, I couldn't even walk. I had to get help to go to the toilet. And then after birth, peeing and also when you do your first poo, <laughs> it feels like you're giving birth again. You're not allowed to go home until you do, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I did one. <laughs> I, was, I was good. <laughs> you know, like, I haven't had endone, so I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... Oh, This is something that I reckon a lot of people can relate to as well. And this is my full journey of where my body image changed heaps. So that was the stemming part of it. I changed a bit, like I put on a bit of like weight. Um, But when I turned, I think, 16, I went on contraception. You know, it was ready, it was time. Had that very uncomfortable conversation with mum. Oh, you imagine, yeah. (laughs) And... I literally, in the first three months of being on the pill, I put on about 10 to 12 kilos Mm. in three months and it just kept going. I was on that particular pill for about uh, two years, I reckon. And over that two years, the total weight gain for me was 30 kilos. And yeah, it was, it shook me because I'd changed so much in my like weight and hadn't had any time to like transition it just like literally hit yeah. me did as... anything outside of that affect as well like with your parents yeah 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 so there was a lot going on in my life at that like that point I that made me lose weight the stress okay, from that yeah. I like lost heaps of weight but that was before I went on contraception yeah, yeah. so it was oh, I don't know it's been a massive journey for me though with what kind of contraception I've actually been on because I've never been able to find something that is suitable for me that I can sit at a comfortable weight and not gain anymore Mm. but I've never been able to find one that I could lose weight on as well until about six months ago oh really (laughs) sorry is that why you've been losing so much weight I reckon yeah it's definitely got to have something to do with it I know Marley's living for me um (laughs) so I, at that point, 16 years of age, and I'd gained that much weight, uh, at that point, I'd probably went from, look, I've always been really heavy. Even when I was a little size eight, I was about 80 kilos, mm. like I'm just heavy. But I was peaking near 100 kilos at about 17 years of age. And then... Because you'd gotten a leaver's dress and then you had to, to buy another, another one. one. Yeah, and that sucked. Well, not mentally, only... that's got to be hard as well, just accepting that. Yeah, as a 16-year-old girl yeah. where, you know, people are judgy as shit when you're in high school. And I just remember the comments that people would make about me and it it hurt so much because I was going through enough as it was anyway. My friend that I'd 
been with all through school had just moved to Queensland as well. So like I lost my one pal that was at school. I had other friends as well, um, but they were like friends with other friends and mm. then others didn't get along with others. And I was like this one little little piggy in the middle. No pun intended there either. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awful. I can't say that about myself. That's mean. But yeah, when I got to college, it got worse as well like I finally went to the doctor and was just like this is not working like I have put on so much weight so they decided to put me on a lower dosage which used more of some kind of I think estrogen yeah yeah yeah. um and less of something else so that helped and I didn't gain any weight but I certainly couldn't lose any Mm -hmm. um and I stayed at a steady weight but turn the clock forward again I got I started to get really unwell And there was no pinpoint that we could find as to why I was getting unwell. And after testing and so forth being done, it came back that I had way too much estrogen in my body and it was like shutting down my kidneys. I'm like, how is that a thing? I I don't understand that stuff. But whatever. No, not at all. But whatever happened, I had way too much estrogen in my body and it was affecting my kidneys somehow. So I had to go off that. And when I, when I went off that pill, I was like, okay, well, let's try something new. So I made the biggest mistake ever by getting that bar put in my arm. And I, <laughs> I literally just gained more and more weight again and again and again. Um, and after having that for about a year and a half, got it removed. And I didn't return to like normal menstruation for probably nine months. Mm. And it's like, shit, that mustn't be good for your body. Like for it. To be off that long, yeah. Yeah. And after that, then I ended up trying another one as well. I, well, I knew that estrogen and whatnot's not going to work for me. So I needed to try something else. So after countless appointments with my doctors, I came across this one lady who I'd never seen before. And I, I'm pretty sure she moved not far up, long after that. But the conversation was that, oh, there's this IUD that you can get. It's not the my, like not the marina. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's one called a copper IUD that has no hormones in it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, weird conversation, but apparently the copper makes sperm's tails fall off. So they can't swim. It's <laughs> weird to imagine. I know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, had, I got that and I had it for, I don't know, maybe six months. And... The pain, I just bled for like way too long and I ended up going to the hospital one night because I was just in pain and I'm like, oh, I was probably 21. I'm like, mum, can you come to the hospital with me? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been living out of home for like three years. It's like, you still need your mum. So mum came with me and it turns out it had dislodged and had not been in place for like a couple of months. And that's why. And it's like, shit, I hope I've not, like, damaged my bits. Like, yeah. you know, I'll want to be a mum one day. And, yeah, so I had to have that removed. And after that, I was too scared to go on in anything. Mm. And, like, I was liking the copper IUD as well. It was freaking expensive. But getting that put in was the most painful thing in the world. <laughs> and you only get dilated, like, two like two mils or something yeah, tiny yeah. and they're like oh it's 10 centimeters when you give birth and I'm like well fuck that <laughs> Sounds, that was bad like that hurt yeah. anyway turn the clock to now after nearly six months of not being on any contraception I like lost weight gradually just because I wasn't I didn't have any mm. I wasn't taking anything or didn't have anything in my body 
And now I've finally found something that works and it's expensive as hell, unfortunately. It's like 120 bucks for three months. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a, like a, it's called a Nuva ring. So it's like a little plastic kind of, it's like bendy okay. and yeah, you just put it in for three weeks and take it out and yeah, it's the first one that I've ever been able to find because it's such a slow release and it's targeting the area straight away. The first thing that I've found that I've actually been able to lose weight on and what, 16 when I went on to contraception and I'm now nearly 23, so that's six years. And from people that I've spoken to in my life, there's been people who have gone through it for way longer than I have. And it's like, it's so unfair that, you know, if for us to be doing like the right thing for our lives, because we're not ready for a child yet, we're going to be, we're going to go on contraception you know practice safe sex (laughs) and then your body just hates it yeah well that's i think that's probably because your body naturally wants to reproduce yes absolutely the contraceptive is not a natural kind of thing it's not and christians will agree with that (laughs) (laughs) no it's it's not it's not a natural thing at all i've also met people who when they've gone on contraception they've lost heaps of weight well i never ever been affected by contraception i don't think i have i neither lost or gained weight i don't think yeah so i just sometimes forget to take it and sometimes i just can't be bothered i just (laughs) Like, because I don't, I don't want to get anything put in my arm or anything. No. I just don't like it. Mm. Um, especially now I've had a child. Like, I'm at that age. From that there. At that old age. <laughs> I'm at that time where I'm like, if I get pregnant, I get pregnant. Again. It happens, like, yeah. So, I just, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. But I just, it's so hard to understand where people are coming from. When they say that they've gained weight and stuff, because I just personally have never yeah. experienced it. Which is really weird how my body, ex- like, is acceptable to it, but... Others aren't, and other people like can like drop a lot of weight yeah. when they go on it. It affects everybody's everybody's body mm. so differently, and some people have been through this similar journey from what I have of not being able to find something that's gonna suit me and help me feel comfortable in my skin. I mean, my skin was so clear, mm. <laughs> it made my skin so clear. But the significant change that it like did. I'm totally at terms with how I am now, but if I turn back the clock to when, from probably age 16 through to about 19, it was so hard for me to like just deal with that because mm. all, all these girls that I went to school with were wearing these awesome clothes and I couldn't even fit yeah, into the clothes. Kind of, especially in college when you could start wearing casual clothes. It was like exactly. that wasn't people wearing these really like short like short shorts and stuff and absolutely rocking them. I'm like, I, can ne- I would never be able to do that, which yeah. is so heartbreaking that in that age I've gotten better now I've gotten older and learned to love my body a bit more I'm like that's okay that I like there's other things that I wear that I look really nice in yeah I don't have to look nice in the same things yeah just at that age you look like I'm never gonna be able to do that my size isn't gonna let me but the thing is you can yeah you you can it's it's in like your head like I well not just in your head but I mean me and Nathan have had many conversations about how I've been unhappy with the way that I look and yeah, whatnot. Same camera and he builds my confidence mm. like nobody ever has before. Well, that's how Cameron's like. Cameron's like, I like your thighs and your butt. <laughs> I do too, actually. You have great thighs and a great oh, butt. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I the that is amazing how Nathan has made me feel though because I have so many time. He he knows that I'm a big girl. 
and he loves oh, me he, for who I am. Exactly. There's always someone out there. Or there's so many people out there that will always love you for who you are wow. because it's yeah. who you are on the inside. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> That's it is. His <laughs> but what he said to me, he's just like, look, I'm not going to lie. You freaking rock it. Like, you rock your curves. And I'm like... You rock your beard. <laughs> He'd like that. That would boost his ego. But it helped. And I'm just like, really? And he goes, yeah. He's like, sometimes you walk out of the bedroom and you, you get dressed and you're wearing these leather pants and you've got this bat wing shirt on. Bat wing. <laughs> he didn't say that, but that's what oh, I was wearing. You know that word. No, he's like, oh, that one with the dangly sleeve. Um, but, yeah, and he's just like, you rock it. Like, you uh, you know how to, like, live comfortably in your body. And it has taken me so long go to get a different, there. I, I was going to go in a different direction. It makes my penis nice. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was the most child, like, family-friendly way I could say it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to skip that part when we're listening to this in the car with Karen, me mum. <laughs> oh, but it's it has taken me so long to get to that point where I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I think a lot of that came to, like, me growing up mentally yes, as well. Yeah. Because we're all different. Well, it's I think in this day and age as well, We've just, we've grown and we are coming much more acceptable and noticing people's uniqueness and saying everyone is beautiful no matter what. Especially with now brands like Bonds and stuff that are actually yep. putting plus size, yes, like proper plus size girls yep. on as their cover and stuff. It it just makes you feel like yes, I'm accepted. Like, yes, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely agree. And it's awesome to see that there's more shops that are popping up. The that are stocking size. it yeah i mean i'm wearing nike yeah like, nike, what? nike have gotten so much oh, i love nike though yeah it's... they're my brand <laughs> but it's just it's it's really nice seeing that there's just much more stuff out there i don't i'm just waiting for a line though to come out for people that are a bit stubby short but stubby we're short still waiting short short with bigger legs like yeah. because i i have as you've Obviously, her. I've got bigger like legs, but I'm really short. Yeah. So and you've got a tiny little waist. You got this I'm little tiny, waist. So I'm a pair. I'm a pair. <laughs> That's I'm the pair. And so whenever I buy pants, I have to buy you know your size twelve or size fourteens. But it's they're far too long. Yeah. So I always have to do the whole fold up thing. But for once, I just want a pair. I don't have to do that. You bring them round, hun, and I will hem them up for you. Um, they probably are out. I haven't found that anywhere. I want the seven, seven quarter, seven slash eighth. Yes. Pants. Like yep. I get those in sports tights all the time because I'm like, yes. No. That's going to be full length for me. Exactly. <laughs> so if I can get those in jeans, which I actually think Kmart may even have or Target. Made, I think so. so. I'm going to have to try and find them because I just want something I don't have to fold up. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. I know because you fold it up once and you're like, yeah, that looks good. But then you have to do it three more times three more and times. you're like, now it just looks chunky on the yes. end. <laughs> I have to roll up my pants too. I've got short legs and a long yeah. body. <laughs> but yeah, and but in saying that with body, trying to find clothes and stuff that you feel comfortable in, this is a thing for people who are really slim as well. Mm. It It's a lot of the time people can be very close-minded of, oh, wouldn't you just want to be that skinny? It's, but not everybody feels comfortable in their body being as slim as they are. Yeah, I've got a really good friend of mine who's, very very thin um she's about a size four size six and she gets frustrated because skinny jeans are too big on her so that's what we think of you could always change sears 
I'm a size six. Mean girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's hot oh, sign. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Maybe that's that's what the term is. <laughs> boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> Have you seen that Siri thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's a thing for all shapes and sizes, and we we all pick faults with our own bodies. Mm. We might not like that our calves are muscly or that we might feel like we have a bit of meat around our arms. It, there's nothing wrong with it and we're all unique and special in our own ways and it's a matter of just trying to dig for that positive, I suppose, well, yeah, talking about it. Yeah, I remember it. when I was young, I might have been 12 or 13, if that, and I remember looking around for jeans and I just could not find jeans that would fit me and, like, I remember crying, saying, Mum, like, I'm never going to be able to wear them to grow from there to now just working with what I got and saying yes I can wear them I just have to adapt to them adapt to it they're gonna look different on yeah, me than what they might on but that I person. still like them yeah and I now I actually buy a lot more joggers yeah joggers look so nice on I, I they're so comfy and they work with my legs and I love them yeah it's just it's if you can't like I think it's just finding stuff that works with you and yeah. what you feel comfortable and love yourself in but um we might go on to some of the what our listeners have told us yes because it's not just been a body images that like in general it's actually been something an event that's happened in somebody's yeah, life so that's affected we'll start them. off with the one of our listeners said giving birth and we'll go to that because i can actually relate relate to that one <laughs> See, so, I, I can't yet but i will one so day <laughs> we're giving birth so we give birth and it can take it was 20 minutes to <laughs> 20 hours like, it could take days mine was 13 hours basically i had i was i was <laughs> peeing a lot and i thought it was peeing a lot but turns out i was leaking because my water had broken so <laughs> I so i went to hospital and only like one layer of my water had broken so they had to pop the other one put me in induced say induced coma <laughs> put me in induced labour it's basically all that happened blah 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 vagina dilated 10 centimetres painful as anything people telling me to push and me going I am pushing <laughs> and so all that happens is really mad. what you got to understand is after your birth you won't lose your bump straight away you still have it for a couple of days or even a week you, you still have that bump once you give birth and you have it for a couple of days and I found I was like at first I wasn't really worried about my body because I was worried about a newborn but as the weeks go and the months go that your baby starts to become more independent and you're starting to focus on yourself more again you just you've got these scars like I've got scars around my thighs I've got them around my stomach I've got them around my boobs just from growing and even though in one part of you're like yes like this isn't bad I've literally grown and given birth to a baby but there's just a part of you is like it's just not attractive you're so worried that you're not going to look attractive to other people your husband or partner or whatever and I've worked really hard to try lose that weight but I'm like I'm probably always going to have those scars I've got them right along my stomach and it's going to make me nervous to wear a bikini in summer but I think after nearly a year I've gotten out of that negative thinking and I finally thought to myself I've got scars so what like it's obvious that I've had a baby Mm. scars don't change what I am what I am it shows me what I've been through and how strong I am but it's just that first few months you just 
don't think you are attractive at all. And that just, that largely comes from all these hormones going through your body. Like, you are just out of whack. I think I didn't have my first period till 10 and a half months after I gave birth. So I haven't had my period for 19 months. Holy crap. And it was starting to a point I was a bit worried. Like, I haven't had my period yet. So my hormones were not properly, like, they weren't regulated yet. And so I was just tired. I was sad. All stuff was going on, and but once I, then I got it, and I think once I got my period, I thought it was painful as anything. <laughs> I just something clicked, and I just thought, yeah, that's fine, and I'm gonna work my work this, but go back to I can get back to where I was because some people won't have scars, and that's fine. Because some people, it really half it depends on how big your baby is. Like some people's babies are small as anything, some are massive, like. Oh, mine was pretty probably a mid. Mine was a traditional one, whereas I know someone whose baby was a massive. Like their stomach was massive, but it doesn't change who you are as a person. Mm. It's just it's accepting that this is who I am and not hating yourself for it because you've grown a baby. Absolutely, yeah. it's literally the most extraordinary thing that anybody it can ever do. So it is so painful, but just it's such an amazing experience. Nothing you will ever go through ever like in normal life it's just not it's it's, you can't (laughs) can't even describe describe it because I can't even remember how it was because it's just so different to normal life I remember it was painful but not how painful yeah because it gets to I think like as soon as you give birth and maybe for a few months after people are like oh you can have another one and at that point you're like no way (laughs) I'm not going through that again and then after like six months you forget what it's like and you just remember that baby that you had and you're like I could do that again and then it'll become next baby I'm not doing that again (laughs) I'm getting emotional (laughs) oh Charlotte's just so special oh she's a Charlotte's a very good baby though like you get babies that don't sleep and stuff Charlotte is a very good baby and she's cute like I've gotten so many comments like I hate babies but your baby's cute I'm like (laughs) you know (laughs) well our actual um like listener who has written in they've they've actually written in something that's very similar to what you have said so they've sent in does childbirth count of an event that has changed my love for my body and it's like totally if you feel like it's something that's changed your love for your body then it has Mm. it's it can be anything so this listener has said that it's crazy because when I was in high school I hated my body I developed depression in my early 20s and developed a great love for my body during that time in her life though so once she finished high school, got into that point of like accepting it, a bit like me. Mm. When she fell pregnant, she was in love with her body as well. Like it was like, wow, yeah, it was, I'm, it making is, I'm making a human. Yep. Like it's so cool. Yes. That we us women can do that. Like it's freaking awesome. And then end up looking like a chicken, a roast chicken. Yes. Oh my gosh, I've seen those memes where you look like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Oh, the listener has said here that throughout her whole pregnancy, she loved her body, you know, preaching, like killing it, nailing it. But when she actually got home after giving birth and looking at herself in the mirror, she said that she felt horrified. Even though when I look back at it, it actually hadn't changed that much on the outside, but on the inside, I felt completely Mm. different. Uh, Even today, I'm back to my pre-pregnancy size and everything external could be seen as 
normal pre-baby yeah. um but i by no means feel the same as i did before no. i had my baby which I, I think a lot of people will think the exact same way there's you i don't think you should feel the same as you did before your baby you literally gave birth to a baby like you should feel differently i think and it's about adapting to that realizing you are a new you're a different person now you're a mum <laughs> now you're your body you're st- gonna start getting old <laughs> and yeah like she said it's you start to accept it 100 percent. get back to your pre-pregnancy but you just inside you know that you're not not that's what you used to be which is it's fine it's no there's nothing wrong with that yeah trying to get in that positive mindset and looking at it as though yes I'm different now I'm a different person I've changed Mm. but look at what I have like you did the most extraordinary thing that anybody can do like you brought life into this world and that different feeling that you've got finding the positive side of that that you've literally bought a precious human into this world um next yeah yeah. so thank you for sharing continue to do that people we (laughs) love it um so our next one is uh they've sent in that having a heart attack actually affected their love for their body this being that they were put on uh blood thinners for two years and the blood thinners was you know that's a post heart attack kind of treatment that you do to thin your blood make sure there's no clots that happen again um but the blood thinners changed the appearance of their skin so it became made their skin become very thin and frail and i'm just going to point out that this person's only in their early 50s um so for them to have that big significant change in the appearance of their skin was you know they made them feel a bit older than what they were yeah so that's affected them in the way that they've felt in their own skin especially they've pointed out here as well that if they got a small cut or a scratch on their skin that because of being on the blood thinners and their Mm -hmm. skin being so thin that blood would like come to the surface of their skin and it would appear as like a like bruising and everything would happen very easily like an apple yeah yeah an apple (laughs) uh and that also, as well as that, they felt very cold all the time because yeah. of the blood thinners. Blood thinners and yeah. they always needed to rug up and whatnot. So it would be the middle of summer and everyone would be, you know, wearing their flowy dresses and whatnot. Meanwhile, I was shivering my little tush off and needed to rug up. Mm. But also at the same time to cover the change in my skin. So that's a massive thing and to share. And not one that, not one that everyone can relate to because it's heart attacks or something that isn't like it's common but not not probably in our demographical listeners like yeah. we don't we don't it's hard for us to say oh these kind of events can take up even though you, you feel like they've re- have recovered because they've had and then start recovering it that can affect their body yeah. issues yeah no the process of the recovery of it yeah. i'd imagine would be just a, horrible you just, can't even imagine no, you can't. <laughs> yeah yes. yeah but perhaps we can ask this particular person to jump onto an episode one day and talk about their experience and their journey with this as well yeah anyway we'll move on to our next one thank you for sharing as well let me find it (laughs) so i guess you could put that in a category of it was an illness um for that listener and this one also is as well 
yeah so this one was sent in to us as well that uh, being unwell and not being able to find a reason why reason countless you know this per- which there's so many people that have this issue is going to the doctors and the doctors just continuously saying oh there's nothing wrong like it's like they're probably just saying oh it's all mentally mental you're fine or you just got the flu and stuff mm. and not actually delving deep into giving them tests and stuff it's it's all far too common and it's not good. Absolutely. Well, actually, it's funny that you say that it's just a flu because this is exactly what this yeah. um, listener has actually said. They've said it started off with it's just the flu, but when I lost 13 kilos in three weeks, it's a bit more than the flu. <laughs> oh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's a lot. That's oh, my gosh. Wow, that's 26 tubs of Duck River butter. <laughs> that's how I put it. Don't you laugh at me. Well, I remember when I lost I five kilos. I just find it funny that I like duck river butter, so oh, I know exactly best. what you're talking about. <laughs> Stuff margarine. Yeah. Don't give oh, me that shit. Yeah, but that's a lot. 13 kilos in three weeks. Oh, my God. Now I can't... Now I'm thinking about is the tubs of duck <laughs> It's to put it in a perspective of what that oh, amount looks like. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been okay since then, and I'm still struggling to find my appetite and keeping my weight on. I've also got immune deficiency, autoimmune diseases, and this is an ongoing battle. We're not going to try to pronounce the diseases in case we get it wrong because neither of us are very good at pronouncing No, it. no. <laughs> but I'm really appreciative of people who have actually sent in their responses because we're happy to keep your name anonymous whenever you would like. Um, but, yeah, they... This Holy Trinity, sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, but um, <laughs> it's here again. Um, so <laughs> Marley's having nightmares. Oh, really? She's making noises and it's like, hmm? oh, there it is again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, I hope they can hear that. And we'll be able to. <laughs> oh, so this listener has also said that this has not been a great experience, and they wouldn't wish it upon their worst no. em- their worst enemy so how this actually started for them was they were away at a romantic weekend away with their boyfriend at the shack and it didn't go to did not go to plan on friday night this listener was feeling fine saturday they did not eat breakfast as they did not feel well i went out did some events and so forth before we were driving but on that day they were throwing up from 10 o'clock in the morning and sorry 11 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night oh I hate vomiting. Oh, when I first got pregnant, absolutely worse. Couldn't eat anything. I was hungry, but I couldn't eat because I'd vomit. Oh. <laughs> Nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's this listener actually went and got a pregnancy test because they were worried, like, you know. Yeah, because it, of vomiting you so know, much, yeah. Well, th- when you're not sure, you really literally have no idea what is going on. Absolutely. So, you know, they went and had a pregnancy test and it actually came back negative. So it ruled that out. Um, but for dinner, they were approximately eating what their two-year-old niece would be eating. So not much, not much food at all. all. Yeah. Pureed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's also for this person, it's led to autoimmune diseases like the word that we can't pronounce. <laughs> I'll give it a go. It's fibromyalgia. Alia or something. Yeah. I don't reckon that's right. I'm, I'm really sorry. We don't. We're not being disrespectful. I'm an English major and I can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, IBS, anemic, and also my endo has gotten worse. 
So en- endometriosis is something that oh, so that's many people so seem to have. And there's no answers. No, <laughs> I just, oh. it being so common, I just can't believe there's no answers or cure or anything for it. Absolutely. Not that, like, obviously, we don't have it. No. I just imagine the pain that they go through. It runs it. in my family, and mm. me and my sister don't have it. And mm. we're like, holy shit, we are lucky. Yeah. Actually, my mum has endometriosis. And she was told that after you have children, it gets better. And she was like, hell no, it got worse. So what actually is it? It's kind of like your reproductive system just becomes inflamed pretty much. Oh. Um, there's, I've seen photos of what uh, a normal uterus looks like. Oh, yes, I think I've... Uterus, yeah, yeah. And what it looks like. And it's like, wow, I actually, to be completely honest with you, I have not got very good knowledge about it. Mm. Um, but, I mean, if you're a listener and you do have That's endometriosis... I just feel like we need to be more educated on these kind of things in school. Absolutely. Like, we get taught just the basics of use a condom, like basic <laughs> contraceptive stuff. Like, we don't get taught what like what issues can happen with our body parts. Yeah. It's... Because I'm, what, 22 and I didn't know what that was. I could have looked it up, obviously. Yeah. But I just feel like those are the sort of things that we need to be taught. Yeah. At that age where we are starting to experiment more with our bodies and stuff like that. 100%. I honestly think that we'll actually... (laughs) We have a guest speaker coming on soon who will be Mm. talking about the topic mainly of what What you don't learn in in school. school. Um, And I'm really looking forward to it because I completely agree. There are so many things just in life in general that we've But we can't blame teachers for that. It's literally just the curriculum. No. Freaking algebra. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Algebra, the one thing I was like, where am I going to use this? But I even had this conversation with Cameron is... I actually think algebra is the one thing that we do need. What? <laughs> no, well, it's because you you literally are substituting those letters for real life things. See, I'm not good at maths. No, I don't see, even understand what well, you mean. Well, the one, the most important thing in maths that we need, I sucked at finance. I could oh. not do it. I'm really good at maths, but finance just went over my head. I'm like, why do I suck at the one thing I need? You're telling me. Oh. God. Anyway, we have... <laughs> We've got one more, so we'll just bring it up on the uh, screen. Sorry, my data is slow. There we go. Oh, there we go. So our final one is one that Rihanna and I don't experience because we have white privilege. So this listeners put in being the minority ethnic group in Tassie and people throwing nasty comments. Lol. They said lol, (laughs) Lol. not us. (laughs) I'm not laughing at that. A hundred percent. I completely agree. And isn't that sad that people don't feel comfortable in their own skin because of their nationality? Oh, it's a massive thing right now. So, and especially in Tassie, I just, on the ABC Hobart page, when they put about the protesters and that many people commenting that we don't have racism here and stuff like that, it was just disgusting seeing the comments. People so ignorant about it. But with this listener's one down in when I lived in Hobart the school that Cameron used to teach at they would they would um accept your refugee students so yeah. they had a lot they they were basically multicultural the, they, yeah well multicultural school they had you Sudanese kids they had heap they had plenty of Asian ki- uh, Cajun kids like they were they were really inclusive so down there it, like people were a bit more accepting and stuff but up here I've you're just not because we are that we are that old we are i don't want to say it, but we're very close to the southern kind of stuff of america 
Yeah. Well, we're not, what's the word, exposed to it as much. Yeah. Like, there's like one, I'm going to say there's one minority family here and everyone knows who they are because they are a minority family. Yeah. So everyone knows them. And to them, we're, we're actually, they're probably, we as white people can't have opinions on people races. You can have opinion on coffee <laughs> and if you like pickles or not, but you, I cannot, I cannot push this enough. You cannot have opinion based on someone's skin. It yeah. is their skin. They cannot change it. Yeah. And if you are someone, if you know someone who throws nasty comments around and you hear them say that, I personally think if you don't stand up, you are just condoning it. Is that condoning or te- condemning? One of them. Condoning. The one that's basically saying, yeah, that's fine. Mm. I think if you hear someone say that, you you should stand up, especially if you know them. You need to stand up and say, no, that's that's not right. You can't, like, that's racist. Don't say mm. that. I, I think, think I've deleted a few people on Facebook, actually, who have shared stuff. I'm like, no, nah, that's just wrong. You're and a dickhead. Just... I don't want you near me. Yeah. No, so... <laughs> yeah. No, it's um especially uh with casual racism. Yeah. It you see it a lot, unfortunately. I've spoken up many times to people. Mm. As much as it sucks, sometimes I've actually even just kept quiet only because I'm afraid of what people are gonna throw back at me because I'm a white Aboriginal. Mm. Um and people are like, Oh, surely you're not Aboriginal, you're white as anything. Mm, I've had people tell me to shove tampons up my nose to make me look the part. And it's like I can't even like put together. How do you how, how do you even react to that? It's so freaking so fucking rude. How can you say that to yeah, somebody? Um, I'm proud of who I am. I have the privilege of being a white Aboriginal, but th- not a privilege. That's not the right word. But I mean, like, I am not oppressed. Is that the right word? Yeah, you're not oppressed. Yeah. Yes. But you still I'm, you still kind of get the privileges that a white person yes I do I actually read something not long ago um I won't go into it too much but I when I actually read this my sister sent it to me and my brother also made a comment about it because this particular article it hit us so close to home all three of us kids because we've been raised to be proud of who we well, are I think it comes as well to we are what like uh, most of us Australians are white, and we should not be making comments about people of colours stuff like as in their feelings and their feelings. So we shouldn't be yeah. saying, "Oh, that's wrong." Like that's not our job to say that's wrong. Mm. They say that's wrong, and we say, "Yeah, okay." It's our job to say, "Yeah, it is," and I support. Yeah, you. I support yeah. you. You don't, you don't get to decide what offends them or what doesn't offend them. Most, more importantly, yeah. Like this whole stuff with Eddie Betts going on, that someone posted a photo of monkey or something. It's just disgusting. Like Eddie it's Betts is one okay. of the most liked people, and even if he wasn't liked, it's just it is wrong and. There's so many football because I football's one where we know more about. So we have football personalities that just have the wrong. Like Sam Newman mm. is the biggest tosser ever. <laughs> I cannot you stand him. He's, oh, he has so many. Just he he's a straight he's a straight shooter, as they call him. Mm. Like he just has says all it, these. What he, he says what he thinks, and I mean to me, ninety nine percent of it's wrong, but other people. It'd be spot on. Probably your baby boomers. Baby boomers. <laughs> Not accepting someone for the colour of their skin or their ethnicity is just wrong. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're one of those people, you need to educate yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Educate yourself. Yes. It, and look, there are so many groups on Facebook and whatnot that you can actually jump on and, you know, read about it and listen to people talk about their experiences. There's no excuse. There never has. But right now, in this point in time, there absolutely isn't. So, no. Except yeah. <laughs> everyone, except yourself as well. Mm. How you feel about yourself is also important and we have talked a long time for this so <laughs> i feel like we almost put two episodes into one we're probably not going to talk for the next i'm not going to talk for the next five hours now i've i've been, i've done all my talk for the day it's a silent car trip to hobart guys <laughs> be, oh my god i have to tell you i was on spotify i was really bored i can't remember what i said oh Charlotte was asleep in the car so i was kind of sitting there and I found a Disney Channel playlist. <gasps> Not just Disney songs, but Disney Channel. Get out of town. So I was listening to uh, oh, Ali and AJ. Yep. Their songs. Uh, Selena Gomez, like her... She had this song from Tinkerbell. It's called Fly to Your Heart. And it, while I listened to it, I had all this nostalgia. I was like, oh my God, I'm 10 again. <laughs> then there was some Hannah Montana. Oh, the... Camp Rock 2 song I've listened to like on repeat for like five days. The, the toenail one. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but the, the introducing fire and rain. Yes, that, yeah, that one, one. That one, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm into it. <laughs> but it's the best thing I've ever noticed, and I'm probably going to listen on the way home. But I said to Cameron, you might want to take your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate, if I'm driving, oh, I get radio privileges. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. much how it goes, but. Yes, this was uh, probably the longest episode we've ever done before. It probably will ever do. <laughs> yeah, so we've gone on tangents, but I think that this is just because it's something that we're very passionate about. Being comfortable in your own skin, being comfortable with who you are, preach who you are, like f- dig for that positivity because we are all freaking amazing in yeah. our own ways. So be proud of who you are. Be proud of you, your image dig for it if you're not happy with your image don't beat yourself up about it it's we are all different okay Mm -hmm. and if you ever feel like you want to talk to somebody about it we've both got two ears for a reason so yes stay classy stay classy (laughs) (laughs) go like and subscribe our pages yes don't tell Mm mum dot podcast on instagram (laughs) okay bye catch